Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Thursday, September 24th. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Jeff, how are things going for you? Going good, Rod. Excellent. We also have a guest, Zach Strebler. Zach, how are things? Good, good. Just uh, starting to get back into the whole, you know, adulting thing. You know, fresh out of school, so getting all that stuff uh, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Let's <clears throat> let's talk about that just a little bit. You just graduated from Kent State with a degree in journalism, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In August. Excellent. So, uh, so you're you're um, kind of looking and so forth, kind of going to see where that takes you, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I I really think it's going to take a while, just due to the fact of COVID and just how much that's affected everything. But uh, we'll uh, we'll see. Um, I just got to be patient and find the right calling for me. But yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and you said this is your first podcast, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, the first the, the first one that I've been on, um, I've had a few uh, opportunities and they just kind of have fallen through. But yeah, first one. So I'm excited. Excellent, excellent. We're glad we're glad to have you. We're going to talk some Browns and stuff. So, well, Zach, um, yeah, try thanks. to remember us when you make it big, okay? <laughs> for, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I figure if I have enough people on my podcast for the first time, when somebody makes it big, you know, then they'll, you know, you know, then they'll hopefully remember me. You know, right, that's right. how that's how one day I'll be famous or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to go real quick with the uh, what are we drinking segment, the Blitz beverages. I understand you guys aren't uh, imbibing tonight, so I'm just going to talk real quick about a uh, new Belgian beer that I'm drinking. It's the Mothership Wheat Beer Brewed with Spices. New Belgium, it's a 4.8%, um, and it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's going down real easy after a kind of a... a uh, uh, kind of a stressful day at work today so <laughs> <laughs> someone needs it <laughs> yeah i was i yeah i was looking forward to this so um so yeah this those are the best gonna, days for a cold beer yeah yeah this one's gonna be gone pretty quick i think so <laughs> but it tastes, tastes pretty good guys so uh, the, the next thing we like to do is, is give our guests a chance to talk about their journey as a Browns fan. So, Zach, the floor is yours. Let, let's hear about anything you want to share about All right. know, what it's Oof. been like for you being a Browns fan, what's, what, uh, you know, how, you, how you started and how you got to where you are now, memories and favorite players, things like that. Well, um, well let's see. I started being a fan because obviously I'm much, much uh, you know, younger. I haven't been able to see the golden days of the 80s and you know, so I wasn't able to see the fun part of the Browns. I've always been able to see the downside of the Browns, the Owen, you know, 16 year and just, man, there's a lot of stuff. But yeah, 2003, I think was the first time I actually started paying attention to any sort of sport, honestly. Um, and back then there was the, you know, uh, the Tim Couch days and stuff. Really liked him. Um and then it kind of fell off a little bit, and then once we started, I think that was that, was it 2007, I think, is when Derek Anderson had that great year. We went 10-6, and six, and it was just the best feeling as a Browns fan, you know. Oh, my gosh, we went, you know, we went a lot better than five or six wins a year or four, you know, four wins a year, and it was crazy, and we still didn't win or still didn't get to any sort of, uh, you know, playoffs. 
But um, yeah, after that, it was just a long, long, long journey of just endless, endless losing. But um, I'm loyal to these guys. I love, I love the Browns. I love Cleveland sports in general. I think we have some of the greatest fans on earth, and they're all they're, they're also some of the most toxic at times. But I love them to death. Um, man, I'm trying to think of some interesting things about being a Browns fan or just my experiences, I guess. Because I've been to quite a few Browns games now. And the first game I ever went to was actually the game, I think it was a Monday night football game. And we were facing Baltimore. And that was the game where we lost to a field goal getting blocked and returned for a touchdown. And I was in Cleveland that night, obviously at the game. And it's funny because I walked out right before we had thrown that touchdown to, I think it was Travis Benjamin. And just walked out and me and my buddy go oh shoot we just walked out and they almost have the game tied up you know it's it's a game now so we ran to a bar and by the time we got to the bar we were literally right there getting ready to set that you know field goal and it's blocked and i've never seen cleveland be more loud and upset in my entire life (laughs) that whole city blew up that night for all of the wrong reasons um so yeah had that um seen a ton of losses um i've seen i i've, I've also seen uh baker's first game uh against the jets sorry sorry for my dogs bar barking everybody's getting home late um <laughs> but um great, great like sound effects in the background oh yeah yeah the dogs are uh, they're very animated we have four of them here above by the way so they're all they're all nice and loud they're happy to see mommy and daddy but um Anyways, God, maybe you had Hanford Dixon over or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope, unfortunately uh, not. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I got I got to see Baker's first game, which was awesome. I think that was one of the most fun times I've had in that, like in that stadium, but also just in Cleveland since. Obviously, besides the Cavs parade, I think that was the only other time I've seen Cleveland that happy and that like upbeat and fun. And um, yeah, I. Experienced a lot of, of downfall, but you know it's also really nice to see. Good lord, these dogs are nuts. Um, <laughs> but it's just good to see a pair of coaches, and GMs, and players all wanting to be here, all wanting the Browns to be good. I know we've had a lot of players that have been awful for us, or just been really rude to fans, or just not wanting to be here. So 2020 hopefully is going to be the start of the. A better year for these guys. I, at least I hope. I don't want to. I don't want to talk too further in into that because then I'll dig myself a hole and it's gonna be bad. So, but yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited as a Browns fan right now. Yeah, well, I mean the Browns are coming off a off a nice win to do a little segue here, you know, right into the Bengals game. 35-30. I don't know about you guys. It really didn't feel that close. I mean, the Bengals kept scoring behind the Browns. You know, after the Browns would score to kind of make it, what, you know, 10, 12-point lead, and then the Bengals would come back and score. So uh, really didn't feel as close as the final score to me. So what? Uh, let's just go to both you guys for kind of your takeaways from that game. And, Jeff, I'll let, I'll let you start. Well, um, it was good to see sort of a, a cohesiveness in play from everybody after, you know, really looking bad against the Ravens. Um, there seemed to be, a, a you know, 
cohesive effort on everybody's part. Um, the um, the offense got much closer to its um, capability, I thought, in that game. Um, the the defense, you know, we know it's going to be a learning process with the defense, and you know, we're going to be probably in some high scoring games. Um, but it was just nice to see a clean played game, um, and really one where, like you said, the 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 outcome was really never in doubt from the mm. beginning. You know, um, I mean, it was it was a very comfortable game to watch. I mean, I never really felt like there was any danger of of us losing the game. Where you know, typically a Browns game, you're at, at some point you're thinking, oh, how are they going to lose this game? You know, what, what disaster is going to happen? Right? Well, <laughs> you just never really got that feeling, which was kind of nice for a change yeah zach what, what were your takeaways um well first of all um, it's nice to not see baker mayfield have to throw the ball 40 times because i've been very adamant about this topic is baker mayfield is not the guy that's going to be throwing the ball 40 to 45 times like an a-rod or a you know pat you know pat, pat mahomes or even deshaun watson he is not that type of quarterback and He's very great when he is around that 20, 25, maybe 30. I think 30 is like top that you should have him be throwing. Um, because right now he, I think he is a game manager-esque tight type of quarterback. I think he has a lot of upside. And I think this offense is going to help him do that. But when you got two running backs like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who are two of the top running backs in the league right now, it, it's hard not to use those guys. And you have to. And I think Stefanski understands that. He knows that, and it was nice to see the offense look, as you said, Jeff, cohesive in just trying to. Oh man, it, it was it was great to see, to, to, to say it lightly. But um, yeah, this defense is going to be something to work with, and having obviously getting guys like Greedy and Mac hopefully this week, as well as uh, Kevin Johnson. Um, hopefully they will help in the passing game. And I would also like to see Ronnie Harrison play a little bit more, and I hope he does. Um, because I do think he's going to be a nice playmaker for us, especially against the past. Um, but, yeah, man, our front four is nasty. I, you cannot argue about Miles Garrett on one side and obviously Vernon when he is health, when he is healthy here, but now you have this random, random guy we have now, Gustav, correct? <laughs> what a game that guy had. I mean, he stepped up big when Claiborne got hurt. So it was. it's nice to see these players sprouting up. So I'm really looking forward to uh, – how this, you know, offense can continue to go, especially with this D line that we are about to face. Washington's got a good D, you know, a DD line here, and it starts with Chase Young. And everybody knows how big and just absurd that guy is. That dude is a freak. So um, I hope the Browns can stick with the, you know, consistency on the O line, and uh, hopefully it'll be a clean game. <clears throat> Jeff, how do you feel about what uh, what Zach's saying about about Baker and his the number of passes? Obviously, there was a huge difference in the way Baker looked between the Ravens game and the Bengals game, and part of that obviously is the the two defenses he's mm-hmm. facing. But right. what else was the big difference? Is, is it is it Baker's confidence? Is it his his comfort level, uh, something uh, maybe the coaches made some adjustments. What do you think the big difference was between week one and week two? You know, I saw him 
looking comfortable, um, trusting his offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just think getting out to a lead versus falling behind makes a huge difference for the, the psyche of the team and the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you could see that, that Baker was commanding the um, pocket and, and executing plays much more cleanly than he was against Baltimore. And you know what? I'm, I'm all in favor of him being a, a quality game manager. Mm-hmm. I don't think Baker needs to be, um, you know, that high yardage, uh, tons of, of attempts type of quarterback. I, I agree with Zach completely. I mean, I'd, I'd be totally happy if, you know, we had a couple hundred yards in passing and a couple hundred yards in rushing like we did against Cincinnati every week. And, um, you know, not didn't have to be dependent on Baker to be the hero. I think that's really where, where he's going to thrive. Um, so, you know, we, we started to see a little bit of that offensive identity come together um, on Thursday with, you know, the, the running game, um, with the offensive line sort of settling in a little bit. Um, and then, you know, hopefully we, we start to see that identity evolve on, on defense as well. But I thought Baker had a good game. I mean, you know, I, like I said, I, I, don't, I don't expect him to, to be, you know, setting passing records. That, that's fine. I, I, don't, I don't care if that happens. So, Zach, do you think Baker needs to go into games with a little bit of attitude and swagger? I mean, why not? I mean, that's that's been his whole personality since he's come here. And I, th- I think if you don't go on, good Lord, these dogs, um, if you don't go on what's, what works for you and what has worked, which in 2018, I mean, he did. He carried swagger. He carried the confidence. And he was delivering balls with not only precision, but just darting them. I mean, he's throwing lasers at everybody, and everybody would say that in practices. Yeah, this guy can throw the ball really hard. And it seemed like last year he did a lot of pump faking and a lot of just indecision. And maybe part of that was the the O-line, who knows. Um, And I think that first game against the Ray Ravens, I think he was a little bit weary of throwing the ball because of guys like Kalis Campbell, who is six foot eight, which is a monstrous D D end. I think, I think he is. It's hard to, you know, get balls, you know, get balls over a guy that's got over a seven foot a wingspan. Um, so I think, I think that also was, it was in his head, you know, in his head a little bit, but when you get him going early like that, I think he started the game uh, last week, five for five, like 40 or 54 yards, just, making the great throws, a nice balance of run and O, a lot of good play action. And obviously we saw that with the uh, score to uh, OBJ later on. So I think getting him into a sort of rhythm like that really helps him out, get him out of the pocket, let him do what he does best. And and, and that's what he does best is, you know, throw on the run. So absolutely. I definitely think they need to get that going with him but i definitely think he do need to come in with a little bit of swag a little bit a little bit energy and just some confidence i mean why not you have play play playmakers literally everywhere all you got to do is put it near them and they'll make a play jeff i want to start with you on this are you surprised at all by the distribution of the passes when baker's throwing now he, he only threw the ball 
23 times with with 16 completions. But I think going into this season, we expected the tight ends to really be involved in this. And I know we have OBJ and Jarvis and Kareem Hunt. But the fact that Austin Hooper only has, uh, well, I'm only going to talk about Cincinnati for right now, that only had two catches, Harrison Bryant had one. Does that surprise you? No, not at all. I, I think on a week-in and week-out basis, there's going to be guys that, that don't get touches. We, we've talked about you know how many different weapons there are in this offense, and there's just no way you're going to involve everybody in every game. Um, I mean, the, I think the important statistic is that he had completions to, what, nine different guys, eight or nine, eight different guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's spreading the ball around. He's he's taking advantage of of the mismatches, what the defense is giving him. I mean, that that's what I want to see from him. I, you know, I want to see him mm-hmm. not force balls into people. Um, you know, not try to make people happy. Um, we're, we're here to win. You know, mm-hmm. so um, I mean, I, I think there's a big difference for Baker also between um, planned rollouts and him just scrambling because he's he's losing getting confidence pressure. in the pocket or he's getting pressured or, or whatever right so um and again a lot of it has to do with the the, the defense that, that he's facing and, and the pressure that they're bringing um but he's at his best when he's he's throwing in a planned sort of way in a rollout not you know scrambling and 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 you know just trying to make something happen out of, out of you know out of nothing. So I, I'm happy to see that distribution. Um, I'm happy to see the you know the high completion percentage, um, and and the low risk offense. I think that that's more what we've talked about, right? Isn't the yeah. you know involving the tight ends, uh, establishing the run, um, the low risk offense that you know keeps chains moving and and gives you the you know gives your defense a rest, right? So. Yeah, I'm 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 happy with with what I saw from him on Thursday. I hope we continue to see it. Yeah, Zach, my my thought there was that I think the the impression was that the Stefanski offense was going to feature the tight ends more. Mm-hmm. So, Zach, does in that respect, does what you've seen so far surprise you at all? Um, I mean, not not really. I mean. Again, when you have two outstanding running backs like we do, you had you you have to find ways to get them involved. And obviously, Nick Chubb is an animal. He's a freak. That dude is just insane. And Kareem Hunt is great. I think Kareem is exactly what we wanted Duke Johnson to be. Um, I'm a few year few years ago, and it just didn't work. Um, so I think he fits that role tremendously. But I mean, come on, you got OBJ on one side and Jarvis on you know on the uh, on the other. It makes sense to get them involved as well. Um, I do. I do think you're going to see more of Hooper and Harrison Bryant, which I I love him. He he's been great so far, and I think he's going to be good for us, you know, for a pretty long time. Um, but yeah, I can see them uh, starting starting to throw in more, um, you know, stuff that involves the tight ends. I definitely think that's going to be a thing we're going to see more of. <clears throat> so let's let's go to the to the running backs guys um it's hard not to just gush over over <laughs> it's Nick hard Chubb and Kareem really hard. it's really hard <laughs> yeah. so here's my question these these guys have pretty much played in a rotation where one guy is on the field um 
Chubb goes off, Kareem Hunt comes on. I I expected these two guys to be on the field together more often. And and I understand that you want to keep these guys fresh. So I don't expect them both to play every down of the offense, but I thought there would be more plays where they would both be out there. And I, I think there have been very, very few. Obviously it's been working very, very well the way they've been doing it. So there's really nothing to complain about. But to me, if you have Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt both in the backfield, it makes it that much more difficult if you're down, uh, particularly on the goal line or inside the 10-yard line, uh, something, you know, uh, or or have a, uh, you know, a third and third and two, third and three situation. I, I kind of expected to see that more often. So what's your thought on how these guys have been used so far, and did you expect it to be any different than, than what it's been, Jeff? Yeah, I guess, you know, the way that um, we were led to believe that that the offense is going to be structured isn't exactly the way it looks right now. I think the offense is still evolving, um, and a lot depends on who you're playing. So um, I think they had a good game plan against Cincinnati. Um, Let's see what they do against Washington. I'm, you know, I'm, I fully expect there to be a new game plan against Washington with their stout defensive line versus Cincinnati was, I think, starting a couple of backups. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a little surprised of what we've seen, but it's a, it's a really small sample. It's only a couple of games in, um, and I think yeah. it will evolve over time. Um, and, you know, getting those two guys involved and, and – um, really controlling the run game. Um, I, I think you can't really go wrong with that as your, as your primary strategy. Right. Um, right. And then, <laughs> you know, from there we can always insert, you know, the, the B and C options. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Zach? Um, so I definitely think we could do that. And I think you're going to see if they ever do, I think it's going to be more, of some sort of like shotgun formations um, to sort of spread out the field a little bit. But I mean, let's face it, we have a fullback this year. We did not have that last year. And that was the reason that they would put in, you know, Nick Chubb and, you know, and Kareem to help sort of be as a, you know, be as a lead blocker for him. And now we don't need that. So I think I actually like this way a little bit better. I think it's a lot more natural. It's not forced. And it also gives the guys opportunities to both eat, but also be sort of fresh. I mean, you start, I mean, you start with Nick Chubb, and he runs for 124 yards and two scores, and then you have Kareem Hunt, who can literally play lights out, have a have a touchdown catch, like 15 reception yards, and about, what was it, 88 yards he ran for. So again, that's, that's a lot more comfortable for me. I'm totally fine with how they're doing it. Now, again, they could evolve, and they could add some more stuff with them both on the field. Um, but again, I think they will do that to help spread out the field, not you know, not necessarily do what we did last year. Um, but yeah, who knows? Uh, Kevin Stefanski is a genius, or I wouldn't say a genius, but he's very creative, he's smart, and I think he's. De- I, I'm sure he's going to find ways to have both of them on the field. Are there any Andy Janovich fans in the house? <laughs> I'm raising my hand very high right now because, <laughs> I mean. 
that I'm was all for. I'm just all for the natural football feel, like the fullback season. I love it. I <laughs> that love was it. so. That was so much fun watching him, you guys. Yeah, out there. it really was. So, um, yeah, I, I really thought the uh, the the Browns defense kind of held their own. Um, the Browns the Browns defensive line, they you know they they did what they needed to. Uh, you know, against against a rookie quarterback, um, you know, the the Bengals really need to address that offensive line if they want their if they want their number one overall pick to survive. They really do. Um, it's, Poor it, Burrow, he got killed by last week. He killed. got killed. He really did. Um, yeah, and you know, obviously the Browns defense gave up. You know, gave up points, but you know the Bengals were passing, coming from behind a lot, and we know the Browns were vulnerable there. So I, I thought the Browns' defense did what they what they needed to do. So you guys have any specific comments on the defense? Things you know, things that you saw there. Um, well, I mean, uh, well, I mean, I guess I'll start. Um, I think the biggest takeaway that I that I did take away from our defense is the Bengals were five for five on fourth down. You 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 just can't let teams get fourth down uh, plays like that five for five is not is not very good now yeah Washington is like ranked dead last on third down uh, so this could be interesting this could be a game where you see the D the defense play a little better along with having additions of Mac you know Wilson and all of them so we'll see how that goes but yeah the defense did enough I think they could have done better uh, I feel like the middle of the field is very very scarce because of how young we are and just how inexperienced they are besides uh bj goodson and uh, malcolm smith um so hopefully those guys can help the young guys get a little bit better in in the past coverage but the run game has been okay so i'm fine with how we are right now thoughts jeff yeah i, I thought malcolm smith malcolm smith had a great game um in his role uh, um you know this this just strikes me. I, I think I mentioned this to, to you during the game, Rod. That this is just like a bend but don't break defense. You know, yeah. That yeah. they're gonna they're gonna be out on the field a lot. They're gonna give up a lot of yards. They're probably gonna give up a lot of points. Um, but as long as we score more than the other team does, we get it's a good all result. <laughs> it's um, all matters, right? So and they're yeah. just out there to give the so, offense you know, a blow. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we'd love to see you know a dominant defense. But you know, realistically, other side from what we have on the on the defensive line, I don't think we have the personnel, you know, to, to shut up other teams down unless we can somehow get more pressure on guys. And and I, I just think the way the NFL is structured now, um, that's a hard thing to do. So yeah. you know, yeah. we have we have a, a you know a powerful offense, uh, a high scoring offense. If our defense can just you know keep us in games. Um, you know, and, and get some pressure on the opposing quarterback from time to time with those guys that we have on the defensive line. Um, you know, I think our, our backfield's going to get better when we get some guys healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, you know, the linebackers are, are really just there to um, play a role. I don't, I don't think we're looking for anything spectacular out of, out of any of those guys. You know, the, the linebackers and the safeties, you know. So, um, yeah, again, you know, I think that's, that's probably the, the – um, identity of this defense that we're going to see going forward is, you know, bend, but don't break, um, keep us in the game. And, and, you know, it worked against, uh, let's just call Cincinnati an inferior opponent. 
on Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it should work against Washington as well. Um, you know, once we start getting into some more uh, difficult games, um, we're probably going to have to see some more aggressive uh, defensive play to keep us in games. But um, it seemed like it worked Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So let let's move on to, to just a little bit of Browns news. You know, there there were uh, some quotes from OBJ and from Jarvis both really just talking about how this team is really built around Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and how uh, they recognize that and how they're kind of uh, reevaluating their goals for the season and how it's about wins. Uh, what, what do you guys take from that? Uh, you know, obviously th- these guys are wide receivers and, and they want the ball. We know they want the ball. So, um, are, are you buying? Are you buying it right now, Zach? Um, yes and no. Um, thing is, is I I want to buy it as a Browns fan because I'm like, cool. You know, they're on board. You know, they know that the strength of this offense is going to be those two running backs and you know Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, I still think these guys are still going to eat because um, Jarvis is always consistent. That dude makes so many great plays, yeah. a lot of third-down conversions. He is one of those check-down guys that are just – he's elite at that. And then, obviously, you have the deep threat of OBJ. So it's going to happen. Um, are they going to have 1,500 yards both and, like, 20 you know, touchdowns? No, it's not, it's not going to happen yeah. because we're not – in the same position that a guy like Eli Manning was, where he didn't have running backs. He had wide receivers and, you know, okay O-line. So, What do you think, Jeff? Well, it's kind of counterintuitive to what we're just talking about. You know, today's NFL, you you know, you expect to get most of your offense through the air. That's really how the league is is set up. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with, you know, with great receivers – um, you almost feel like the team should be exploiting that. Um, and I, I'm sure we'll have those opportunities, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in certain games. I mean, but but you look at it, I mean, Odell had four receptions for 74 yards. I mean, he averaged 18 and a half yards a catch. Um, Jarvis, 15.3. Kaderil Hodge, 19 and a half yards a catch. I mean, the chunks are coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. It made yeah, it, you know. Yeah, the, the, the whole game's not going to be that way, but but you know those opportunities are obviously there. So um, I, I think these guys recognize that that they're going to get their chances. Um, I, I, you know, it's just being a good teammate, acknowledging that hey, you know, we have a, a game plan going forward that that we're going to be a run team, uh, and that's going to set up everything else. And and you know, good if they if they recognize that, then. Um, you know, they're the ones that are going to benefit down the road. We, we already talked about uh, Mac and Greedy hopefully hopefully coming back. Um, I know they've been practicing, so hopefully they'll play this week. I mean, that could that could mean a lot to the defense. I, and even, you know, even if you're looking at Washington as a weak opponent, you want to get these guys back out here to get them some game time, yeah. you know, for get them some reps. Before, before the Browns get on to some other games, too. So, um, 
any thoughts, guys? I mean, obviously, obviously, both of those guys could be huge additions for the defense. Could make could really make a difference for the Browns. Well, I already know that Greedy Williams is is obviously one of our top corners, but Mac Wilson is a very underrated linebacker in my opinion. Um, I think he got better as time went on last year. I really liked his growth, and I was really looking forward to seeing him early on this season. And obviously, when he went down with a knee in a knee injury, it scared me because I, I I genuinely thought he tore his his leg up. I it did not look good, but seeing him coming back is going to be great. I think it's going to give them a lot more. Um, you know, opportunities against the pass, but also he's pretty good against the run and he's pretty good at bringing some pressure too. So he's, he's the all around guy that we need. Um, And and I also just really like his, his, you know, overall uh, attitude. And I think as a Browns fan, how, how could you not like a guy like that, that just underdog mentality, just focused, ready to go. He doesn't talk much. He just, he just wants to play some football and you got to love guys like that. So I'm extremely excited to have that guy back specifically definitely any thoughts jeff yeah well look i i think it's good to bring those guys back for depth um and to get them reinvolved in the in the defense um but let's let's be honest i mean those are two guys that that weren't exactly stellar last year um you know mac got a lot of criticism last year uh, as a rookie um same with Greedy. Um, I hope they come in like, you know, some other guys have and, and elevate their game. That would be great. Um, but I, I, I don't know if it's realistic to, to think that, you know, those guys are going to have huge impacts right away. Right. Um, you know, um, we, we need help in those uh, positions so it feels like okay you know we've got some more warm bodies coming we'll be excited right um i don't know time time will tell i mean um you know chris hubbard um put a great game by the way he yeah that's what's great game. i mean he he struggled enormously last year yeah. right um and you know going into that game i thought oh crap here we go you know, Chris Hubbard's our right tackle again. And, you know, we're going to see the, you know, the, the revolving door of, you know, guys getting to the quarterback and Chris played his ass off and, and I give him props for that. Um, you know, so I, I hope that's what happens with, with Mac Wilson and with Greedy. Um, but again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on him. No. Yeah. But they, I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day too, they do got to stay healthy and Greedy has, obviously a issue with getting hurt. I know he was hurt a little bit last year and he is obviously hurt this year. Um, so hopefully he can stay healthy along with Denzel Ward, who was just in the, in the, um, in the uh, injury report today with a groin. Uh, I didn't even hear about that until today. So yeah, these young, these young guys have got to stay healthy if they really, really, really want to help us. Because guys like Denzel Ward are, you know, very, very good. And and I think he also played a great game. Uh, oh yeah, he was last great. Week, by the way, yeah, played an excellent game. Yeah. So the Browns play Washington, and when you think of Washington, and you think of their defensive line, who who has eleven sacks in two games. Okay? Oh, so so yeah, so this is a test for this offensive or for yeah, for the Browns offensive line that uh, you know it's been put together. And um, 
I guess uh, Jack Conklin is is healthy, so I guess he's going to play. Yep. When I hear the Browns, um, Browns were came out as a seven point favorite in this game. I don't know if that's where the line is now or not, but it, it, it's a very interesting game. The Browns coming out, you know, against this stout defensive line, wanting to run the ball, and and you know, the Browns want to prove something here. Um, I think you know that that's that's what everybody's going to be looking at is is that is that matchup, um, you know the the, uh, the Browns defense against Washington's offense is is, is kind of secondary, even though uh, you know I think the Browns defense should have a little bit easier time this week than and in than in either of the first two weeks you would think. Mm-hmm. So um, you know what do you guys? What do you guys expect out of that matchup? I mean, how well do you expect the Browns' offensive line to perform against this defensive line? What do you think, Zach? Um, I mean, I think so far we've always seen, you know, obviously seen some great things. I think this is going to be uh, a Willis's first opportunity to really show off what he's got because you know that they are going to have Chase Young <clears throat> up against him at some point during that game. Um, so I think that's going to be his first big test, but I, I really think the Browns are going to have their, you know, obviously they're going to have their work cut out, you know, cut out for them, but I really don't see them playing horribly. I mean, I think you're going to see a sack or two. I, I don't think there's any, any question about that because this team is very good up front, but I think the Browns have to go into this. And I'm going to use this analogy. Um, I don't know about, I don't know if you guys are also huge Ohio state fans, but last year, you knew that Ohio State dared every single team last year to stop their run with J.K. And if they couldn't, they were going to run the ball on you all night long. And I think the Browns have to have that mentality going into games in general this year. You know your strong suit. You know how great your line can be. Prove it to all of these teams and say, you know what? If you guys really want to stop us, stop the run. Let's go. Let's do it. So I really think that's the mentality they have to bring there. I hope they do. We'll see how that how that works out for us yeah what do you think jeff well the original question was our offense against their defense right so yeah um, yeah yeah so um you know i I think it 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 again is going to be predicated on how well the offensive line plays and you know it looks like jack conklin will be back Mm -hmm. um but, you know, if I had told you last year that, you know, we were going to bring essentially the same line back with a rookie at left tackle um, and they would look as good as they did against Cincinnati, um, I think you would have said, you know, no way. Right. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, if, if that play is, again, because of the competition uh, is it because of the new coaching? Um, you know, why is Wyatt Teller the number one ranked guard in the league after two games? Okay. Is it, is that something that's sustainable? I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, so that, that's what I'm going to be watching is, is how well our offensive line um, protects Baker, what kind of holes they open for Chubb and Hunt. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, that's going to determine where we go pretty much in every game. So um, going against a stout defensive line is a good test to see, 
you know, where we've really gotten to. It's, it's a good measuring stick right now to see, you know, if, if Thursday or Sunday are closer to normal. Yeah, I was just looking at uh, Washington stats. Um, they, they've given up uh, 700 yards of offense in two games. They're giving up 350 yards of offense a game. Um, trying to figure out offensive. Um, trying to do real quick math here, guys. Rushing plays. Um, they're giving up 4.4 yards a rush. So uh, I won't sit here and read everything to you, to everybody, but um, that's where they are. So if you know if they're giving that up against other teams, you would think the Browns would would be able to run against these guys. I think it's a matter mm-hmm. of of how much penetration they're going to get on. Uh, you know, getting the Baker when when the Browns are trying to pass. So that would be that would be my thought. Um, what uh, you guys have any predictions for this game? Well, let's not even talk score. Let's talk just uh, maybe what you expect to happen out of some out of certain players. Um, Zach, um, hit me up with something. Let's see. What kind of predictions do I have? Um, I mean, honestly, I'm just really going to look for Baker to keep the, you know, the uh, upside. I I really want Baker to not throw a pick this uh, this weekend. Um, I really hope that doesn't happen. We'll see how that works. I just I want him to continue having some clean games right off that uh, game against the Bengals and hopefully get some more confidence boosting because. I think there's no question that we are going to continue to run the ball. So I, I can expect that. I also want to see how the defense is going to play, um, you know, because, you know, as I said before, I think while Washington is literally dead last on third down with like a 30% completion rating, which is literally dead last. So um, if the Browns can use that to their advantage and stop them on third down and give their offense chances to put up the score, we can easily put them away real quick, but they have to be proficient at it. And so that's what I'm going to lo- uh, start to look for here in this game. Yeah, Jeff, what, what do you have? Any predictions? Yeah, so I'm going to go out on a limb here, Rod, and say that this is the game that you're going to see Austin Hooper do what you think he should have been doing the first two games. Um, I think that, that Baker is probably going to struggle a little bit against the pass rush. Um, and probably make some mistakes. Um, I think that um, our running game is going to be less successful than it was Thursday, for sure. Um, So I think the opportunities will be there for Austin Hooper um, and, to a lesser extent, Harrison Bryant, um, to catch those, um, those short routes, um, and, and that possession type tight end play that you've been expecting to see, I think this is the game you're going to see it. Yeah, I, I like the Austin Hooper prediction. Um, I, w- I won't give away my winning fantasy lineup here, but but I almost went with Austin <laughs> Hooper. Um, <laughs> I won't give away the FanDuel lineup that I have, but. Uh, <laughs> You guys know how that is because I found a better bargain. But, um, yeah, I came real close to starting Austin Hooper on FanDuel. So the fact that I didn't couldn't mean that you were exactly right, Jeff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it sounds like you guys are pretty optimistic about this game. Uh, do, you, do, you think, do you think this is a game the Browns can't – or do you think this is a game the Browns will put away – early 
or do you think this is going to be another game goes into the to the fourth quarter, or or what do you think, Jeff? Well, you know, my head tells me that it's probably going to go into the fourth quarter. Um, my heart says that if if Baker can avoid the mistakes, this is a game that we should win easily. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but I I think. That's a big if right now. We, we, we just don't have enough data yet to determine yeah. how successful this offense is going to be against quality defense. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. What are um, your thoughts, Zach? Um, I mean, honestly, yeah. I, I would really like to ride the fact that you said just make sure that Bay Baker doesn't make, you know, doesn't make mistakes. And yeah, we could easily put this game away. Should we? Yes. Will we? I don't know. Um, again, yeah, we just don't have enough data yet. We don't have enough knowledge about how this team can go. But I mean, OBJ said it after the last game, you know, he wants to continue to be more um, aggressive as the game goes on and try to put games away. So hopefully they do that. Ho- like hopefully, you know, you know, Stefan, you know, Stefanski doesn't play the whole, uh, you know, uh, Jim Trussell ball where he just wants to just run the ball down two clock and just, you know, try to win this game by, you know, you know, you know, uh, two, two, two or three points. Um, so hopefully they don't do that. I do. I do think Washington is going to give us a little bit of run for their money because they have actually played decently well this year. They, they haven't, they've sort of exceeded my per, you know, personal, um, you know, um, expectations for them, but um, I don't know. We'll see. I really hope they do, though. I, I, I really, really hope that they can put them away soon. Well, I, I've liked, to your point, Zach, I've liked Stefanski's aggressiveness to this point. Yes, um, I too. You know, you can, you can second-guess some of the decisions, but, um, you know, wins are so important to this franchise that I think it's worth taking some of those gambles. And and I, yeah. I've liked his aggressiveness. I I. I can't stand when coaches sit on leads yeah so you know i I hope that that that's a consistent thing that we see this year from the coaching staff is you know the urban meyer um approach (laughs) you know let's run up as many points as we can yeah and and every opportunity you have to score score you know and and i'm i'm okay with you know things like going forward on fourth fourth and one from the goal line and not making it Yep. Early in the game, you know that I mean that turned out okay for us, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you second guess things when they go wrong, but I like the aggressiveness. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, and I think I think that Stefanski has just appeared to be in control in these games, and. I know everybody looks like they're in control the first few games. You know, it's 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 what happens after, you know, some questionable calls and people start, you know, questioning what's happened and all this stuff. But, you know, then we'll then we'll see the real leadership. But uh, up to this point, I you know, I I like the I, I like the way he's acting and and like you said, the aggressiveness, the play calling, and I like what the players are saying about him too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I heard an interview with with Porter Porter Gustin, and he said that you know he was asked what's different 
under Stefanski versus just last season. And he said the difference is they talk about winning. They talk about yeah. winning all the time. And they didn't do that last year. So they talk about winning to try to to try to get the speak it into existence, baby. Basically. Well, yeah, it's, just to it, try to get the whole idea that yeah. you know that this is Cleveland and that just right. doesn't happen here. Right. You know, to get that out of here. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but you know, I think there are some positive things happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. One hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So hopefully the Browns pick up. Uh, win number two to go two and one and have their first winning record since 2014. Whew. I mean, that seems like so, such a long that, time ago, too. That hurts to say, guys. It, it, really it, it does. I honestly thought you were going to say 2007 because that, that's the last time I can remember us having a winning record. So. Yeah, 2014, and I tweeted about this because I wasn't even sure when it was, and a bunch of people came back and reminded me. It was it was when Brian Hoyer yep. was the quarterback, yeah. and, and the Browns had a, a winning record, and they, they benched Hoyer and put Manziel in, and yeah, that was right. off. Right. So that, that was the last yeah. time. Yeah. Um, have not had a winning record since since that happened under under Mike Patton. So it's definitely good that they are starting to talk about trying to win because we need it. That's about us, time. Us, 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 us fans need it, man. It's been a few years. So, <laughs> so yeah. So. I agree completely. I, I've, I've had the conversation with several people that I, I think, you know, wins are mission critical this year. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it takes to accomplish that um, wins have to happen this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, I just wanted to see this team grow and I wasn't sure how quickly things would come together. And it, it's still hard to tell guys because oh, yeah. it, the Ravens, you couldn't tell anything. And then the Bengals, you know, you don't, you, you don't really want to because of just how you know that they are not the greatest team ever. They're so, not the greatest. I mean, right. the Browns look good, but you can't, you know, it's, it's not like, it's right. not like the Browns beat a playoff team. Mm-hmm. So, right. so the Browns need to, the Browns still need to show us something against, you know, against some stiffer competition. Right. So, so we'll see what happens. Well, and it starts this week by just bringing that consistency again, you know, yeah. sticking, yeah. sticking to your identity, um, keeping the mistakes down, executing, um, you know, we don't need guys to be superheroes. We need them to just do their job. Yeah. That's right. And a lot of guys have been doing their job. Or did last week anyway. So uh, let's, let's hope that continues. So guys, I think we're I think we're going to close it out here. Uh, Jeff, do you have any any parting thoughts? Um, I'm going to go with um, 17 to 13 Browns, and Nick Chubb is going to be held just short of 100 yards. Um, and Austin Hooper is going to have 100 yards receiving. Ooh, man, it's an interesting one. Okay, very nice. Okay, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't go, I don't go cautious on my predictions. Right, <laughs> you go all yeah. in, go all in. I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> like that. So, Zach, let's get your parting thoughts, and why don't you give everybody your uh, your Twitter handle so everybody knows where to find you? Okay. Um, first of all, parting thoughts. Let's see. Um, well, since you gave yourself a nice. Uh, you know, fight, you know, final game predi- prediction. Um, whew, 
I think it's going to be definitely probably Browns twenty four to seventeen. Um, I don't I don't think I don't think we put up the same amount of points as we did last week against the Bengals, but I do I do think that they keep that seven point uh, uh, you know window. Um, man, interesting prediction on that. I think Jarvis Landry is going to have a touchdown this week. Um, he really hasn't been getting in the end zone, um, but I think I think I think this week could be a week. Uh, that Jarvis gets it, and I just hope that Nick Chubb continues to have a hundred yards and you know at least one score. Um, but yeah, um, Twitter handle is just Zach, just Zach, uh, Zach Strubler fifty is what it is. Just all one word, um, S T R E B L E R. Um, yeah, that's my uh, that's my Twitter. Um, I got I got some news that's going to be coming out soon too about uh, writing, so that'll be good. And uh, yeah, just excited to keep doing what I've been doing and hopefully continue to build on it. Excellent. Well, I'll give my prediction, guys. I've written down a little bit earlier. I'm going to go big. I'm going to go Browns 24-10 in this game. And I think Baker's going to have three touchdown passes, one to Hooper and two to Kareem Hunt. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, All right. You know, uh, I, I'm liking the Austin Hooper, uh, I'm on that bandwagon. So, um, excellent. So we'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to peek back at those <laughs> after the game and see if anybody was even close. Right. Um, on any <laughs> that would of that be stuff. unlikely. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably yeah. all be way off, but it, it's fun to, <laughs> it's fun to think that we could actually nail a prediction though. Right guys. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, well, uh, good talking to you guys. Uh, this has been the Browns Blitz, and we will catch you next time.